there's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation and a whole lot more? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies, like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Always follow the, follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Remember, still get up there. VSIN.com slash horses for the great trip to Santa Anita. Airfare, hotel. Tickets to the races and the $1,000 betting voucher. Get a $10 free bet when you sign up for first bet. Beeson's preferred horse racing app. Use the code HORSE200 for the $10. Plus get 100% match on the first deposit up to $200. Details, vison.com slash horses. Sign up now. And we'll start this hour, as we do every single Thursday, with college football. As uh, Brad Powers joins the program now, professional sports better and a great college football handicapper. Brad, good morning. Thanks for the time, as always. How are you today? Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? Doing really well. Good, sir. Really well. You did a great job in your newsletter pointing out, and you ran down the entire list of games that are potentially impacted by the hurricane this week. And there's like 10 of them, right? And you gave up the matchups, the opening numbers, where they're at right now when you printed your newsletter. So what? here we are on a Thursday morning, right? But the games are coming up very soon. What is your approach at this point to these games? Well, to be perfectly frank, I'm looking to play some overs now because, I mean, we saw the under money come in very early this week. It was Monday morning. Uh, I'm a guy that likes to fire early. I'm here to tell you I was really surprised that people were firing that early on some weather totals uh, as, you know, books were just opening up lines. They, they were taking positions and significant positions that the weather was it – was, it was like they already knew what the weather forecast exactly was going to be on Saturday. I'm here to tell you some of these games, the, the forecast is shaping up. It's probably going to be a little bit better. So 
I'm going to keep an eye on it. I can tell you a lot of these ticked up a half point or a point yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Liberty ODU, you know, even the big one, NC State Clemson, you know, got, ticked up a point for, at a lot of spots. So looking to, to play back some over position and maybe the weather isn't going to be a bad at, at a lot of these games, including one I didn't list in my newsletter because we saw significant over money yesterday that the, the Coastal Carolina Georgia yep. Southern game. Yep really took some money and now it's back up to almost where it was in the open uh at 64 and a half do you think uh there are so many games going on uh every single saturday but do you think it would be a good idea for people to pay attention live in some of the spots you might be able to find based on what you're watching and if it's not as bad as what what we thought or the flip side i mean if it's a complete disaster where there are are, going to be no points then you can keep firing on the under yeah so it's going to probably be the best live betting situation that we've had so far this college football season with regards to the weather so yeah i would say if you want to dip your toe and haven't done it yet this season that those you know half dozen plus games that are going to be affected by the weather or not so much affected by the weather would be the games that i'd really focus in on if you wanted some live betting opportunities yes and also you are even though you could get the bad weather you are betting on a lot of these bad defenses as we've seen i mean i totally agree with you that north carolina <laughs> performance was embarrassing off a buy and how bad Chiswick has been. Uh, how about situational spots that you like? And you had something in the newsletter about Middle Tennessee, which actually makes sense if you can share that. Yeah, so obviously Middle Tennessee pulls the biggest upset of the season so far, at least for, as, with regards to a point spread last week. They're a 25-and-a-half point underdog against Miami. They, they went outright 16-to-1, you know, was the consensus on the money line. But I, you know, following it already this year, I, I – I, distinctly remember you know a lot of those teams that have pulled significant upsets already this season you know 17 plus point favorite our underdogs haven't performed so well in, in their next game and in fact if you take a look at the five biggest upsets so far this college football season how do those teams do the very next week they're 0 and five against the spread and they're failing to cover by two touchdowns per game mm. so i i do think it's a flat spot for middle tennessee and specifically i think the short week hurts them because if you're celebrating, mm-hmm. you know, that night, maybe probably into Sunday uh, for, for those kids, having one last day of prep, I think, is going to be a significant disadvantage. Meanwhile, their opponent, UTSA, you know, played an FCS opponent. So I don't think the short week's going to bother them too much. So I do like UTSA quite a bit uh, tomorrow night on Friday. That is a terrific nugget. Okay, so then we watched Clemson uh, struggle against Wake Forest last week. Could have very easily lost that game. Oklahoma did, in fact, lose. Michigan's first good opponent of the year, and they struggled against Maryland. How, right now, how big is that drop-off from the top three teams, Georgia, Bama, and Ohio State, to the next tier of teams behind them? Uh, Ten points from Ohio State down to Michigan. And, and I'm here to tell you that mm. that's probably uh, – that, that could be a, a little light because it's another three points down to, like, Clemson, Tennessee, Utah. So – and we saw one data point, really one true data point for, for Michigan last week, and it wasn't that good. So we'll get at least a, a, a another one this week against Iowa's defense. I'm not going to mention their offense, but yeah, it, it could be by this time next week, maybe maybe up near 13 points if I don't like what I see from Michigan uh, this Saturday. Clemson plus 150 to make the playoff? Pat Forty wants no part of that. What say you uh, going to this game against NC State? Maybe could Clemson make the playoff? Well, I mean, who else are you going to take in the ACC? Because yeah. I'm here to tell you, if the weather wasn't that bad, I like Clemson this week because I haven't been that impressed with NC State okay, so yeah, far yeah. this season. I mean, if East Carolina, what's this number? Okay, take the weather out. 
what's this number of East Carolina's kicker doesn't miss a field goal against NC State right, uh, right. Know, or an extra point in the opener. So, I, I mean, who's who else is up there? They beat their main probably competition. Uh, we'll see Florida State, though. I, I mean, Clemson is at Florida State. Maybe that's a team that I'm not giving enough credit for. We'll find out in that game here coming up soon. But I, I still think Clemson's the clear-cut favorite in the conference. Outside of the big boys, there's been some great uh, races going on here, and maybe some big tickets can cash. What could happen in the Mountain West and what could happen in the Sun Belt here? Uh, if, if you think, if you're holding any tickets here, who do you think could come out of both of those conferences? Well, I mean, I wish James Madison in the Sun Belt was eligible, but they're not. I mean, they, they're they probably the best team in the Sun Belt, uh, but, but yet, you know, the, the, they can't win it. Uh, you know, obviously South Alabama on that side would have been nice to have a, a ticket on that. I know a couple of people that did, you know, had 40 to 1 or greater uh, on South Alabama. Wow. Oh. Uh, that would have been a nice one to have. I don't have that, unfortunately. Mountain West, I mean, don't have to go too far down the road. UNLV 100 to 1 was available. I, I watched UNLV football, obviously, living here in Vegas, and I, I don't regret. I mean, hindsight's always twenty twenty. I don't regret. I, there, there's no way in the world I would ever have bet UNLV 100-1. to So uh, I still am comfortable with my position in the Mount West because I have a 6-1 to on Air Force, and I think they're the best team in the conference, even though they lost to Wyoming already. Okay. So if you could go back in time, other than South Alabama and any of these conferences, UNLV's not going to be one of them. But any conference in the country, if you could go back to before the season started, who do you wish that you had a bet on to win their conference? Yeah, probably South Alabama. That'd be the one. 35 to 40 to 1 range to win the conference. I, I bet a lot, guys. So I'm in a pretty good <laughs> position. I, I made like 30 of them. So I, I'll just say I'm in a pretty good position okay, in good. a lot of them. Uh, there you go. You know, I'm anxious to see, you know, Georgia's the best team in the SEC East, but I do have 101 Tennessee, and it'll be interesting to see what that point spread is coming up here in a few weeks. Okay, follow the money, Paulie and Mitch Visa in the Sports Betting Network. Brad Powers, our guest, college football expert at Brad Powers 7 on Twitter, bradpowersports.com. You're going to be the bad guy here and be the villain, huh? You like Iowa State against uh, Kansas? Yeah, it's just a pure power ratings play for me. And I think you're starting to pay a big-time premium on Kansas. And at no point this season have my power ratings said, hey, play against Kansas. They're expensive because they've covered seven straight games now dating back to last year. Even last week, my power ratings said play on them against Duke. So, uh, And last week, my power ratings said we're very anti-Iowa State to the point where, I mean, I did your guys' show. Yep. I said – I think Baylor should be favored. My power ratings say so mm-hmm. against Iowa State mm-hmm. proved to be correct. So I don't think I'm biased in either way. And yet I got about a, a four and a half, five point overlay here, disparity between my two power, my power ratings and the, and the point spread here. I mean, I, I got Iowa State by a touchdown plus here. So I think there is some value here on the Cyclones. And I think Kansas suffers their first loss and first nine cover of the season. Okay. Well, do you like Baylor again this weekend? I mean, this is a uh, battle. Uh, against Oklahoma State. I know some people reached out to me early in the week and they said they thought Baylor should have been at least three. What about you? I don't like the spot because I think, uh, you know, obviously Oklahoma State came up one yard in that Big 12 championship game. And if you looked and seen who Oklahoma State's played so far, there's probably been an opportunity for them to have Baylor prep in their preparation almost all season so far. So they're off a bye. Baylor's already played two tough road games, BYU, Iowa State. I mean, I'm more comfortable with my Baylor power rating than Oklahoma State, 
But uh, I just think the spot screams uh, Oklahoma State. And I, I didn't play it. I made 63 bets on Sunday at Circa. <laughs> uh, I, this was uh, not one of them as far as a side. Did bet the over. Okay. Uh, that, that one's jumped up quite a bit so far the, the, this uh, week. How about the another Friday game? Washington and UCLA. And much has been made about the fans not coming out with this pathetic uh, non-conference for UCLA. So, but you mentioned South Alabama almost beat them. What do you think of the hot Washington coming to town? I like Washington here, and maybe you can call me square, but uh, I know more about Washington than I do UCLA at this point. I know this. Kalen DeBoer, the Washington new head coach, is probably the most underrated head coach in the country. He's four and off to a 4-0 against the spread start. You know, you go back to his days as an offense coordinator. He's covered 70% of his games the last six years at any team that he's been on. So I think he's an outstanding coach. But it's more of a play against UCLA. I haven't played anybody. In fact, they played one team in my top 115 mm. on my power ratings. It was South Alabama. They almost lost the game outright. So I think Washington is the clear-cut better team. Uh, you can find two and a half out there. I'd lay the two and a half. Yeah. I actually think this might be a home field advantage for Washington, by the way, Brad, on a Friday night <laughs> with the way that uh, the Bruins fans have not been turning out. I think Washington fans are going to are going to show up tomorrow night. Could be 50-50 yep. at the very least. I mean, it's been a really pathetic. They haven't played anybody. I, I get people not wanting to come out to watch them play, you know, uh, Bowling Green and South Alabama is of the world. But, uh, yeah, it, it'll, it'll, it won't be that much of a home field advantage. I'll put it that way. Well, hang tight if that's cool because we, it is such a massive card coming up this weekend, all day in college football. Um, huge games uh, across the board. The SEC is a loaded schedule. And we have some highly ranked teams on the road laying some pretty big points. Are any of these teams potentially in trouble? We'll continue with Brad Powers coming up next year and follow the money. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is Follow the Money on VSIN. Bet Rivers, your go-to book. Every line boost and great house specials. Get ready for week four tonight. Parlay insurance and touchdown insurance. Every Sunday all season long, build a parlay of at least four legs. If it loses, get your stake back as a free bet up to $25. And if you bet a player to score the first touchdown on Sunday night football, get your money back as a free bet if they score at any time. Head to BetRivers.com or download the app. Bet Rivers, it's a whole new game. Round two with Brad Powers, college football expert on every Thursday during the uh, football season. Tell people, share this tidbit you have. Incredible numbers here when the service academies play. Air Force is at home against Navy. Tell us about the underrun. But then here, the, the, the money's coming in on the over, though. But take it take it away. Yeah, so anytime the service academies play one another, obviously you have option offenses. It leads to lower scoring games. But, I mean, it's been – the books haven't – known how to price it lately i mean if anytime army air force and navy play one another the unders on a 21 and two run so uh but i'm here to tell you that the books are finally trying to catch on i mean on the sunday openers i had it circled i want to bet under it's air force navy this week and Sergo opened 34 and a half which i mean if you just go off of the scoring averages and how the game should be played Total probably should be in the low 40s. Uh, and, you know, the, the market has, you know, said forget the trend. That number is just too low. So they've actually betted up three points. It's 37 and a half. I'm not involved, though. I, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, um, my numbers say that, that that should have been 40. So let's go ahead and bet over. I'm, 
I, I I'm not playing into the trend, uh, but but the, I'll just say it was priced in more more yeah. more than then some. Yeah, this you're not week. you're not playing it because you're afraid of a 14-10 final, which could easily happen. Oh, I can very easily happen yeah. in this one. 27, you know, right now it's current nine. It's gonna be 20. I could easily see 27 to 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing could happen. Will Iowa get 13 points? <laughs> uh. I I mean I guess you know pricing wise yeah sure but I mean would I run to the window to bet it no I did bet Michigan on the openers nine and a half I laid with, with the Wolverines even though I wasn't in, look that was the first real data point last week and I mean Maryland hung in with them I mean the full yes. sixty minutes there and, and I just think it's remarkable that Iowa's defense allows six points per game. And yet we're sitting here and Iowa just, you know, we're not enthusiastic about a team in today's day and age in college football, allowing that on the defense side of the ball. Yet they're so pathetic on the other. I'm not sure that I've ever seen that before. Such disparity. If they had a slightly better offense, and I'll stick right in their side of the Big Ten, the division that they're in. If Mm -hmm. they had Wisconsin's offense and the number was nine and a half, ten, whatever, when it opened up, would you have still bet Michigan? Or is it just anti-offense here for Iowa? Yeah, I mean, if they just had, let's just say, an average offense in, in college football, no, that would have been anything above a touchdown would have been an, a significant Iowa play, especially considering, I mean, let's face it, Kinnick Stadium has been a house of horrors for top 10 teams here the last 10 years. Yeah, some big games in the SEC, and I'm glad Lane Kiffin's fired up. Good for him. He's ripping his own fan base, and he says it, it affects the kids because everyone's out partying and drinking, and they come in and the stadium's empty before the game starts. He's it's like a high school stadium, and he's pointing to slow starts and how that deals with the kids' mentality as well. Taking money here, though, up to seven against Kentucky at home. What do you think of the rant, and what do you think of the game? Well, I totally agree with him with the rant. I mean, you can party all night after the game. There you go. I mean, I get it. The Grove, I mean, the Grove's still rocking after the game. I'm Certainly have, you know, a few cocktails. You don't have to binge drink to the point you can't walk inside the stadium and cheer on the football team. I mean, it's the SEC, folks. I mean, you have a really good program. You just won the first time in school history. You won 10 regular season games last year. So, I mean, I get it. The competition hasn't been great for the home schedule. But, I mean, I, I he should not be having to make that rant. And anybody in the SEC besides Vanderbilt should not have to make that rant ever, especially when you're doing well. So, I agree with him on that. I'm here to tell you, I kind of disagree with the line move, though, especially now it's up to seven. I'll take Kentucky plus seven. You will. Mm. Uh, I will. Uh, You know, obviously, Kentucky hasn't been able to run the football, but looks like Christopher Rodriguez, their outstanding running back, top 10 running back in the country. He returns this week. I think he'll give them a little bit of a shot in the arm, and I think that opens up their offense. So give me Kentucky plus seven. Okay. What did you make the Alabama number at Arkansas? Did you bet it on the opener? Have you bet it yet at all? And uh, I know some people are making the case for Arkansas in this game. Could Bama be in any trouble whatsoever here on the road? Made it 16. I did not bet it. I, I, I know it's blown through a relatively key number, 17. You know, here's what gave me pause. Uh, I'm not saying that Alabama isn't the right side, but if you go back the last year plus now, Alabama on the road, it's not a good look. I mean, they almost lost to Florida. They lost to Texas A&M. Should have lost to Auburn. Could have easily lost to Texas earlier this season. So uh, they have not been able to get margin for whatever reason it may be on the road. A lot of it's offensive line issues uh, for them. You know, they get penalties. They get backed up. They had a penalty situation uh, against Texas that was really bad. So, I mean, if push came to shove, you gave me 20 bucks of Paulie's money, I would be betting Arkansas plus 17 and a half. You would. Okay. 
Uh, could Oklahoma lose now back-to-back weeks? Uh, this number here opened up four, I believe, at uh, TCU uh, coming up this weekend. And TCU off a big win against SMU last weekend. I, you know, somebody beat me to the four. I laid four and a half. Okay. Uh, I just thought it should have been closer to a touchdown, at least six and a half, seven, where we are right now. I don't think there's value now, but I, I expect Oklahoma to bounce back after last week. TCU has been okay so far. I mean, we don't know a lot about them because they played Colorado, an FCS opponent, and then got our first real data point last week. But was it really? I mean, Sonny Dykes recruited all those kids. So, I mean, he knew a lot of strengths and weaknesses there. So we're going to – I'm not that super confident in my TCU power rating at this point. Okay. Fair enough. Brad, great to talk to you today. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter. He is at BradPower7, BradPowerSports.com as well. We love having you on, uh, on the show. Good luck with the bets this weekend. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Take care. Yep. Well done. Be good. Good job. Yep. He was the first to say uh, with the reaction and all the money coming in on the unders about you're still talking about bad defenses here in some of these games, too. I think the the Coastal Carolina was also McCall because he was questionable as well. Yes, That's a good game, uh, Georgia Southern against Coastal Carolina. But there's, uh, there's so many intriguing games, and not to mention five games tomorrow in college highlighted by Washington and UCLA. I will tell you that. I honestly think that the Sun Belt deserves more national attention. Oh, it's great. That's how it, it's a phenomenal conference. Yes, it is. Under the radar, I get it. It's not super elite, but the amount of teams in there that are good and that have a chance to win that conference overall. Uh, I have South Alabama before the season started. I got to double check that number today. I remember betting them. My God. And I think I have Coastal as well. I bet two teams in that in that league. Yeah. But that I is am, a uh, looking. Oh, I'd be looking so good with Troy if they didn't lose on the Hail Mary. I do think he's right. James Madison, if they were capable of actually playing mm. for the conference title, they might be the best team in the entire Sun Belt. But some of the numbers yeah. that were available, he brought up a good point. Like UNLV in the Mountain West Conference was 100 to one. He doesn't regret not betting it because it's like one of those things where they've been awful for. They've had one or two good years in the last what 25, 30 years. That's it, and nobody saw this coming. No. So. I don't know who's going to challenge Ohio State in the Big Ten. Think about that. In his power ratings, he has the top three teams as of right now at least 10 points better than teams like Michigan or Clemson, and he said that could grow after this weekend. And I'm with you. And uh, you can find 250 to win the conference, 240. Maybe their toughest game might be Minnesota if they match up in a Big Ten title game. But it's like, you know, I tell you, Paul Stone, I mean, that's what are, what are they laying in that game, though? They're double digits. Yeah. 14, I don't know. It's even though, Then how do you get out of it then? Yeah, Minnesota's point spread, but that's right. I would I would lay the wood that Ohio State wins the Big Ten. Oh, no, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, if you, no, like, you in my head, I was thinking no, when do, you were talking, better. if you bet Minnesota right now, because they're down to like 9-1. to one, Yeah. I think at this point, if they stay healthy, it would be a disappointing year if Minnesota does not come out of that side of the Big Ten. Who said that, Dustin? Was that Andy Staples? Andy Staples was high on Minnesota. Oh, that's right. He called year. that before the Big season, time. didn't he? Big time. Yeah. Like right. But yet, uh, to me, that's too short with Ohio State. Uh, and we'll find out a lot about Michigan on Saturday. I believe Andy Stables put me on the uh, Minnesota win total over when he was on that day. Yeah. It was seven and a half. Yeah. With a very easy schedule. And they go to Michigan State last week and blow their doors off. Miss State win? This is that feels like a game Leach doesn't win. Kind of. You know, and A&M, kind of but does, A&M's yeah. going through this gauntlet, though. I mean, every week. Yeah. And do you trust that offense but here's what it. they have? On the flip side, you're exactly right. That was well said. This is kind of the game that Leach has lost in the past. Do you trust A&M should have lost last week? Absolutely. Should have lost the game. Yep. So I don't, I mean. Taking money, too. Miss State taking money. Did you see what Jimbo Fisher did yesterday? I missed it. He flipped a five-star, I think a defensive lineman, who was all in on Oklahoma. All in. And the kid flipped, changed his mind yesterday, said, no, I'm going to go to Texas A&M. 
So I don't know how much money the kid's going to be getting, <laughs> the do? NIL. Uh, sure. But this is going to be yeah. the story with him for the next, you know, who knows how many years. And if he doesn't eventually win, does it matter? Bigger payroll than the Cowboys. Yeah. They'll go 9-3, and three, though, every year. Yep. I, I, I don't think fans will be happy with that. No, no it's, way. It's like... Uh, well, could, but what the coach makes? It's like Kentucky basketball. <laughs> hey, you win the recruiting battle every single right. year. Okay. Right. How yeah. does it look at the end of the season? Uh-huh. Can you beat App State, please? I, I also can't believe this. The NHL regular season's right around the corner. Yep. NHL and NBA. They, I, they I, give us no chance. No, I can't believe the goaltender movement. I was doing some homework yesterday. I'm yeah. all over the place. Yeah. The start, this, it reminds <laughs> me every year of the beginning of uh, Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. Just, just, Tom Hanks, just give us a chance. <laughs> we just want a chance to get involved in football for a little while. Yeah. But every yeah. year, it's like, here comes the NBA and the NHL. The VSIN betting guide is out for the sport tomorrow. Andy McNeil wrote it, and he'll tell you three uh, things new hockey bettors need to know next. This is Follow the Money on VSIN. Here we go. Hockey season starts next Friday. And the NHL betting guide is out now. Andy McDeal put it together. All 32 team previews, point projections, everything, uh, three things every new NHL better should know. Rookies to watch. Get it. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Give yourself an edge this season and get the VEASAN hockey season prep guide over 60 pages. And Andy joins us now. So get the guide. Did all the hard work here, and he joins us to talk about the upcoming hockey season. Thanks for the time, Andy. Let's start with that. What, do you, what are some uh, three new things that new bettors need to know in your opinion? Well, you know, first of all, the NHL season is a grind. There, there are over 1,300 regular season games, and uh, it really doesn't stop for anything. Three days around the holidays, four days around the All-Star game. Uh, but outside of that, it's it's go, go, go. And uh, it, it can be pretty taxing on, obviously, the, the, the teams and the players. I mean, if you want one example, uh, home teams have won roughly 55% over the last five seasons. Their win rate drops to about 50% uh, in the second half of a back-to-back game. Uh, so, you know, fatigue is a big thing in the NHL season, and, hey, it can, it can wear on a, a better as well. Uh, and then, you know, after that, obviously, um, hockey, it's, it's a chaotic sport, and uh, it can really test how easily you're fooled by variance and randomness. Uh, it, it, things are not always as they seem. That's why I like to rely on, you know, some of the modern hockey statistics, uh, like, like shot attempts and scoring chances and, and things of that nature, uh, to, uh, to craft my projections. Uh, and, you know, thirdly, um, the NHL is evolving. Favorites are winning a lot more these days. Uh, favorites won 64% of the time last season. That was up a couple of percentage points um, from the season before. And if you look at how, you know, how often we see big favorites, we're talking teams with an implied win probability of uh, 70% or higher. Uh, that was around 5% three seasons ago, jumped up to 10% uh, last season, over 15% of the games uh, in in 2021-22, uh, had an imply a team with an implied win probability of 70% or more. So I mean, don't be surprised to see some minus 400, minus 500 favorites this oh, season. Oh. Uh, it's a it's a different league, right? The the gap between the 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 worst team and the best team is is so much bigger now than it was 10 years ago or or okay. any time before that. Well, uh, how about this Arizona outfit? I mean, they're supposed to be lousy. Number one, they're playing in a 5,000-seat arena. And then they start, Islanders Part 2 is starting out with all these road games. Could the Arizona Coyotes be historically bad? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I've got them projected to be the worst team in the NHL with uh, 66 uh, points on average. Not very much, uh, not very far behind the Chicago Blackhawks, who I think uh, more than any other team have made their intentions clear. They want Connor Bedard, and, and oh. you know, who can blame them? He's a, an exceptional player, uh, the first, only the seventh player uh, in history to um, be granted that exceptional status into the, the CHL. Um, and uh, he looks like a generational talent. So teams like Arizona, uh, Chicago, and a few others are, are definitely uh, eyeing up uh, that, that number one overall draft pick. Okay, so I'm glad that you brought up it's not only a grind for the players and the coaches, it's also a grind for betters. So I want to tie in this question to your approach to betting hockey on a daily basis and some of the key numbers that our audience need to know that might be jumping in for the first time. Explain that. Like, What do they, what do they need to be looking for on a day-in, day-out basis? And because it is such a grind... Do you ever take a day off? Do you ever just get to the point in like, you know, January or whenever it's like, you know, I can't, I, I just, I have to sit there with the family. I got to do something. I got to get away from this for 24 hours. I'll touch on that first, because I think you've got to, when you do things uh, at the, the level and the, the pace that I'm, I'm doing them at every day, um, you, you've got to kind of take breaks when you get burnout. Burnout is a thing uh, in the gambling world uh, and just like any other workplace and, uh, uh, it can it can uh, affect uh, affect you know other areas of your life. So you definitely got to take care of yourself. Um, you know, as far as planning your approach to to betting on hockey, I think um, I think for the for most people with nine to five jobs and families and and busy lives, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the futures markets are your best bet. You're you're you know, I've got some big edges uh, that, I, that I've picked out. Um, you know, just just looking at DraftKings, for example, uh, and you can shop around and and maybe find some different edges at different books, but. Um, You'd be hard pressed to find a, a bigger edge um, in a in a game on a day to day basis than you will in a, in a preseason futures market. So this is the best bet for a lot of people um, because you know as far as planning your approach on a day to day basis, it's tough, man. If you're going to rely on information, let's say you know beat re beat reporters tweeting out uh, lineups and and stuff like that, it's a very reactionary market. And there are people like me who have made this their whole life, and their sole mission is to get to the good bets before you do. And, uh, and, and that's what you're up against. Right. So, um, I'm not saying I'm almost right, always right or anything like that, but uh, I've definitely got my, my eye on the ball all the time. And there, there are a lot of other people like me out there. So, um, you know, for most people, I think futures bets, uh, it's, it's your best area to, to, to profit over the course of a season. Get the NHL betting guide. It's out now. Season starts next week. Put together by Andy McNeil, our guest right now here on VEASAN for all the money. Paulie and Mitch. How about uh, the, the goaltender movement was crazy, and I love my guy Campbell going to Edmonton. But uh, how about some off-season moves that you liked? Yeah, it was it was a crazy off-season, and, and you guys, you know, talked about taking breaks. Well, I, I didn't. I mean, I, wor I worked basically every day for eight months uh, last season, and uh, so when the summer hit and the, the playoffs ended, I took a break and really didn't pay attention to the news for a couple of weeks. And I had a lot of catching up to do. It was, uh, it was a wild summer. Like you said, the goaltender movement, uh, a lot of that. Um, but as you know, as far as the, the moves that really stuck out, obviously what happened in Calgary with uh, Matthew, Johnny Gaudreau first leaving uh, to go mm -hmm. to the Columbus Blue Jackets, Matthew Kachuk, the trade for uh, Jonathan Huberdeau, Mackenzie Weaker, and, and you look at what the Senators did, bringing in uh, Alex Brinkett from Chicago, signing Claude Giroux. Uh, there was a lot of exciting stuff and uh, has given a lot of teams a, a different look heading into this year. How about some points totals and and maybe a couple division winners that you like or could be val some value there? Well, you know, one team that I've, I've really kind of think is sort of being overlooked, and this might catch a, 
a few people off guard, but uh, it's the Washington Capitals. Um, they made some moves over the summer. They brought in Darcy Kemper. They overhauled their their goaltending department. Uh, they were a pretty good defensive team last year. They had bad goaltending, so they really didn't stand out as one. Um, but uh, with, with Kemper coming in, I think the Capitals have a, a really good chance to compete uh, for a, a, a sorry a Metropolitan Division uh, title. They're they're sitting at seven to one. Uh, at a lot of shops, and I think that price should be closer to five to one. I think the Caps are good. Stanley Cup bet at, at forty to one. I mean, Tom Wilson's out, Nicholas Backstrom's out. Wilson's going to be back in December. They added Ryan Strom, Connor Brown. This is a team that's been a top ten offensive team every year for what seems like uh, you know a, a more than a decade. Uh, and and like I said, they're a pretty good defensive team, and now they've got a good goaltender. And I also like Kemper as a uh, a bet to win the a flyer, let's say, to win the Vesna mm-hmm. Trophy. He's twenty-five to one. Okay. Uh, like a guy like UC Saros, my favorite bet two years ago at forty to one, and last year at twenty-five to one. He's down to ten to one this year. Everybody, the book is out on him. Kemper, though, his save percentage is right there with Sorokin, Vasilevsky, uh, and, and and Saros over the last three to four seasons. So I think he's a, a good bet for a fly a uh, flyer Vesna winner. What do you do to the Rangers' power rating if they acquire Patrick Kane? Oh, man, that's uh, that's a tough one. I mean, Kane would would change any team. Uh, the Rangers, they're they're a, a better team now than they were at the beginning of last season. Obviously, they had a big coming out party in the playoffs, um, but so much of their projection relies on Shesterkin. So, you know, adding yep. a, a big piece like that would uh, would definitely would definitely shift things a, a little more uh, toward the the team itself. But uh, yeah, with with Shesterkin, I mean, we still expect him to be great this season. He's the guy that's most likely going to win the Vesna Trophy. Uh, but the Rangers' projection is just so fragile, um, given that you know if he was to go down with an injury, even for uh, you know a quarter of the season, that could really be, deal a big blow to that team. Andy, the most important question of the entire segment here. Is this finally the year a Canadian team wins the cup? I mean, they, they've, they've got some pretty good contenders. Yes, I they do. Happen to, mm. I happen to think that the Calgary Flames are a, a stronger team now than they were uh, last season. And, I, you know, I, they might not be the best team in the NHL, but I think they, they will uh, have a good chance of being atop the NHL standings uh, when it's all said and done. I've got them finishing with almost 110 points on average, uh, the most in the NHL, just, just a little bit above Car- the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, so uh, I think Flames fans should be excited. I, I don't want to really touch on the Toronto Maple Leafs. That's uh, you know become a sore spot yeah. uh, for, for 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 anybody trying to predict playoff success. <laughs> I think they finally. I think they can win a playoff series and end the drama. Totally. I think, yeah. yeah, but that's <laughs> that's where we're at now. I know <laughs> what it's like. Yeah. All right, uh, looking. For, can't wait to uh, read it. And a great job on all this. And thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. You got Good it. Luck. Thanks, Andy. Andy McNeil, get the NHL betting guide out now. Start early. Season starts next Friday. So uh, it's available now with the best bets for the season ahead and the analysis and the breakdown from Manny McNeil. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. The goaltender movement, Mitch, all this stuff, too. And I'll give you one right now before the end of the – I'll do I'll, Vegas under again. 97 here. I mean, how poorly run the organization's been the last few years. I don't Mass disagree. exodus. I mean, it, I, there's no way they get 98 points as far as I'm concerned. I don't think they go over 97 no. either. I, I, no. I was – Surprise! Let's put it that way. When that opened up, right? They do that here in town because they're going to get. I mean, the public again will probably just yeah. flood, flood books with over money. But it'd be nice if the streak ends too. A little birdie told me take a peek at Calgary, thirty thirty five to one. Uh, also, a guy I respect likes the Devils. The Devils to make some noise okay. too. Um, I, I got, read a good article on. Uh, you don't want to bet the Oilers with Campbell? Love Campbell. Their numbers too low. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Yep. 
Imagine if Edmonton finally plays defense against goaltending. Oh. I mean, that's scary. Another one, maybe Ottawa first coach fired. Read a good article about that, okay. too. There's expectations a little bit for Ottawa. We will get into Thursday night football with player props coming up next. Tua expecting to go. Waddle is going to play. We'll run it down for you coming up here on Follow the Money. This is Follow the Money on VSIN. Kickoff football season with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook all season long. It's your go to book, all football related content. Check out BetRivers.com or download the app for the latest odds, promotions, player props, and more. Every week, Bet Rivers has unique football specials to help you win big. Great house specials. Cheer on your favorite teams and favorite players with Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. Thursday night football. It is a big game. Again, the uh, NFL schedule makers did a really good job with the primetime games to begin the season. They caught a break with the Cowboys and uh, the Giants, but it was a good game regardless in the second half. And now tonight, of course, on this uh, short rest for both teams, Miami coming off that uh, haymaker against the Bills, and they somehow survived it, and they won. They moved on, and now they got to travel with injuries. Tua banged up, but he's going to play tonight. Waddle banged up, but he's going to play tonight. Uh, Mixon is a little injured. T. Higgins, kind of the same thing for the Bengals. Um, but that, yep. the number now is based, you know, three and a half still at a lot of shops, four at some, but 47 and a half for 48. Now with the total creeping back up. Like the Bengals. Uh, when we're on the sick primetime run too with the unders, see if that continues And Cincinnati seven of the last state have gone under 47 and a half, 48. You see this as well. They've covered seven in a row against teams above 500. And I think Burrow goes off tonight too, at least from the prop standpoint and goes over five straight home games. He's thrown for 300 yards. Maybe uh, has a field day against his bad Miami pass defense. Uh, it, it, it is, it's, they're up against it. I know it's been a great story, but with the short week travel uh, on defense on the field for 90 plays in 100-degree weather, Tua banged up, Waddle banged up, as you mentioned. That's tough for props, though, too. But I think, I th- again, this would be a damaging loss for Cincinnati, big time, which, okay, you beat the Jets. Who cares? doesn't mean anything if you come out and lose here, as I've said all week. But if you fall to one and three, and you've been a 7, a 7, a 6, and a 4-point favorite. Huh. Sound the alarms. I will say this. If, you also have a backloaded schedule. If they fall to 1 and 3, does that open up the Browns even that much more to maybe win that yeah. division? Yeah, and that becomes a, a bigger game against Atlanta. Huge. Yeah, because they're a small favorite on the road against Atlanta. Certainly right. a winnable game for the Browns in that spot. The Ravens are at home to the Bills. It's a month into the season here. I, I'm not going to get too far ahead of myself, but... I do have you know, tons of bets on the Browns under like everything. Going back to the summertime. I uh, just I Yeah. You know, and I'm not gonna get off those bets or anything like that, but Brissett's been playing well anyway on this game tonight. Um Well then I don't know why because the playoff picture would be so muddled and messy at that it point. Would be. The AFC West has turned out to be a major disappointment. Denver still has a good record though, uh, and should be three and zero. And then who it's a hound's breakfast with the South. I mean, again, I think you might seven, eight wins could win that day. Well, you're thing. only—I think you're only going to get one in one from the s- South, right? Right. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah, I don't think you're going to get two there. So you have three other divisions, and it looks like—I mean, it does Dol- look good Dol- for the Chargers with all the both on the IR now. I'd say Dolphins, Bills would be two of them. Yes, and then so the other four would be coming from the AFC North and the AFC West in any combination possible. Be tough. You start one and three, and still—if you want it right now—you can find plus small plus price on the Bengals to make the playoffs, and the and, and the adjusted win total eight and a half. Yep. So, again, with the offensive DVOA tonight, advanced metrics, 
Miami is actually number two on offense in the entire league at this point. Cincinnati's number 31. 31st. It's been uh, not good. And the offensive line, the, nope. the sacking, they've allowed 15 sacks so far, which is tied for the worst, or the most, I should say, in the entire league. On the flip side, you mentioned the bad pass DVOA from the Dolphins. They are rated 29th overall, and the Bengals are 8th. The Bengals, quietly, are playing really, really good defense, and I don't think people are really talking about that as much because the offense has struggled. And the offense is what got them, you know, was so flashy last year. Now, I do think this is setting up for Jamar Chase to have a good game tonight. And I saw his prop at 71.5, and, and I'm going to be betting that over. And that will sound like a square play, but when you break it down and look at Xavier Howard, who is going to be looking at him quite a bit tonight in coverage, well, he's not the same guy that we had a couple years ago. He has already allowed seven scores on the season t- uh, since last season, actually. Tied for the second most, and he's allowed three already this season. And the Miami secondary has allowed three receivers to go over 70 yards on the season so far, including a 100-yard game to Rashad Bateman. And I need to point this out again. Bateman plays a lot on the outside. That's exactly where Chase is going to line up. So All right. just, again, keep Burrow upright. Well, easier said than done. I know that. 15 sacks. But if you can, if the sack, if the adjusted sack rate is not going to be, you know, through the roof today, or the the win, the pass rush win rate for the Dolphins is going to be, you know, breaking calculators, give him time to throw the ball, and I think Chase is going to have many opportunities in this game tonight. And specifically, I mean, Higgins was good, but Higgins was also banged up last week. So you have mm-hmm. all of those mm-hmm. angles really looking towards uh, Chase to play. I, I hate to be on like the best player on the field or one of them, but uh, that's probably where I'm going to be going tonight. Thoughts on Tua and Waddle at Bet Rivers, both 9-1. to one. Tua to lead in passing yards, Waddle to lead in receiving. I just I can't get there with Waddle because of the injury. Yeah. Yeah, this is the whole season, though. I mean, I'm not. Oh, this is for the, the whole, whole season. I thought you meant like Thursday, one. Sunday, Monday adjusted games odds. for this week. Oh, no, no, adjusted odds. Okay. Um, he's yeah, second. Maybe... Be- he's second behind Josh Allen. I think he'll finish with more yards than Hurts. Herbert's banged up, and then it's a comfortable lead. I mean, right now, what they have. And... Wait, wait. So hold on. Two is down yeah. to nine to one. Yeah, saw nine to one. I bet him twenty-seven to one. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's second. But and they figure they, they they believe in the coach. But also, yeah, it wasn't a good game for him last week, but the schedule is very favorable for the Dolphins leading into uh, basically December. Yes, he's Waddle's two yards behind Diggs. For the most in the league? Yes. Wow. He's second. I, he's ahead, Hill's third. So, who? I mean, that goes that goes back to who gets a lot of the yards tonight. Because Hill calling out Apple. Waddle's had a better year, but Waddle also was compromised. Waddle possibly. was a very, I have all this stuff written down at home. Waddle, or on sheets at home. Uh, Waddle was a very juicy price. I'm sure he was. To lead the league in receiving yards before the season started. Right. I was. You asked me last week, I would say, give me A.J. Brown. But then it was Smith uh, who had the big game. It was. He's fourth, so that could be a big race. And now, uh, I guess he's human. I mean, to think Cup's coming off a game where he only had 40 yards. I can't believe, believe it. it or not. Right? Believe it or not is right. Okay, so what do you want to do? Here's maybe a good angle tonight, too. Because the Cincinnati pass defense is actually porse against uh, opposing tight ends. Mm-hmm. They've allowed an average of 65-plus receiving yards per game since the beginning of last year. That's the third worst in the entire league. Dolphins receivers are averaging 68 receiving yards per game since 2021. That's the fourth best in the league. The problem is it's Jacecki and uh, Durham Smythe tonight, who on the season so far, in week one, they combined two catches for 15 yards. Week two, Jacecki had a good game by himself, four for 41 in a touchdown. 
And uh, those two combined four for 29 last week. But if you go back and look again at the opposing tight ends of Cincinnati, Fryermuth five for 75. Conklin last week, eight for 84. Schultz got hurt in week two. But last year in the playoffs, Kelsey, 10 for 95 in a touchdown. Waller, 7 for 76. Andrews, 8 for 195 in a touchdown. Albert Owen, Noah Fant combined to go 8 for a buck 15 in the regular season. Kittle killed him late in the season. 13 for a buck 51 in a touchdown. And those are the most prolific tight ends in football. I understand that, for the most part anyway. Mm. So do you trust Tua to look at Jacecki and or Smythe to actually have decent... Jacecki's no. prop tonight is 20 and a half no. yards. I like under. He's two of the three games. He's had one catch. No. Yeah, generally, this is a spot where I'd be like, okay, it makes too much sense. Uh-huh. I got to go Jacecki over, but I, just, I, can't, right. I can't do it tonight. They, they keep him in the block quite a bit, and uh, he's been looking at... I mean, the, the Waddle target... What did I have there? The target share on Waddle is 30% on the season. That's uh, tied for sixth most in the entire league, so he looks at his receivers more than anything else. How about some of the other stuff? Uh, I, uh, longest touchdown I like over, 41 and a half yards. Too like, many yeah. playmakers. Sacks yep. is five and a half. Field goals, again, three and a half. Uh, I would say longest field goal over, especially when you're talking about McPherson. Um, and I'll tell you, in these primetime games, this scoreless quarter is cashed, and that's, that's a juicy return. That is cashed. Tonight will be a pretty nice number. Yeah, that, that was looking at that, too, if that could happen. Now, as the master of the no defensive. Love it. Love it. So you're going to be tying this into parlays? you got to bet it other places, though, right? Uh, yep. It's uh, 260 in that range, 250. But if you come to Nevada, uh, it's like 310, 320. So be careful where you bet this. Okay. It's like, it's like the Golden Knights thing. 97 here, outside of Nevada, much lower. The locals come in and they bury this. But, uh, you know, for whatever reason. I know there's a 70, 60 cent difference on this known defensive touchdown prop from Nevada outside of Nevada. Yep. All right. Right now it is time for the, we do this every single hour, the pro tip. All available for subscribers at vsin.com. And this comes courtesy of uh, Brad Powers. Letdown spots? Oh, they exist. Five teams this season have won outright as underdogs of 18 plus points. They are 0-5 ATS the following week. Middle Tennessee falls into that category this week. And that's against Texas San Antonio. And Mariana. by the way, they're yep. missing the cover on average by 14 points per game. So this is real, and it is spectacular. Yes, it is. Great angle. Absolutely. Ride that angle. Five heard, games tomorrow. Yeah, I, I, I do absolutely believe in letdown spots in college football and college basketball. I've heard people poo-poo that over the years. There's, there's too much. I've been, I've been paying attention to this for 35 years. It happens. Yep. It's, it does exist. No question. We'll talk to Mike Pritchard on the program coming up next. Former player, now a VEASAN host. A lot has been made of Miami's defense playing 90 snaps last week. As a former player, is that overblown? 